Welcome to our Ambassadors to Spain series. I'm Ed Finn and I'm delighted to be joined this morning all the way from Lanzarote by Geraldine McFadden, who is the General Manager of the Aqua Suites in Lanzarote. She's the co-owner of Café La Ola and the owner of Emma's Cantina and Sassy's Bar and Bistro. Good morning, Geraldine. How are you? Good morning, Ed. I'm great. Very well, thank you. How are things in Lanzarote? Lovely and sunny, I imagine. Absolutely. We've had some of the best weather I can ever remember this summer. Um, Not a cloudy day. Uh, The island is busy. Um, Yeah, it's fantastic. Things are coming back to normal. Wonderful journey. And can I ask you, what brought you to uh, Lanzarote first? Well, many moons ago, I came out here as a holiday rep for Lingus Holidays. Um, And I was here for seven years. I was back in Ireland and I had my two kids and an opportunity arose to come back out for a six-month period. And that was 14 years ago, and we haven't come back. Well, amazing, amazing. And, of course, Geraldine, like, Lanzarote is the number one destination for the Irish, imagine, in here in Ireland, so in, in, in terms of Spain. So it's a huge, it's a hugely popular place. What do you think, Geraldine, it is about Lanzarote that makes it so popular with the Irish? I suppose over the years, Ed, it's kind of become home from home, Um you know, people have their favorite spots to go to, their favorite restaurants. And I suppose there's other things as well. You land at Arecife Airport and within less than 10 minutes, you're in your hotel. That's a huge plus, you know, after a four and a half hour flight. Um, and I think it's just, it's very, very safe. Also, we don't get those really, really unbelievably hot uh, spells that they will get in the likes of mainland Spain and the other resorts in the height of the summer because we always have a breeze here. And then, of course, it's winter sun. So it's it's one of the only places really within, you know, within a four hour uh, flight um, distance from Ireland for uh, for people to come in the winter. Wonderful. And of course, the time we're on the same same time as well, which is same very time. Handy. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I mean, in terms of the beaches and the food and value for money, Geraldine, I guess I suppose it ticks all the boxes, really. As you said, um, I, I, I mean, I've been a good few times myself and I must say I've always explored new stuff there, whether it's been like, you know, the beautiful moonscapes or, you know, the wine taste. I mean, I was I was fascinated by El Griffo, which I mean, of course, I know has won all these awards for their wine, how they can actually grow vineyards in these little volcanic little round mounds. It's fascinating stuff. It is, yeah. And, and actually, you know, I suppose I've just become Lanzarote white wines. I don't think you can actually really beat them. Um, it's, uh, yeah, their El Grifo is, uh, it's a unique winery really, um, when you think about it and, and the whole, um, the whole process of the, of the vineyards here is definitely unique, but El Grifo would now be kind of quite well recognized worldwide. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've seen that, I mean, it's won awards all over the world. Um, the amazing things about the island as well, Jeremy, you might just bring us through, I suppose, if somebody would say, for example, hadn't been there before. And in fact, um, I know um, some young people recently that went there in their sort of early 20s and they absolutely loved it. They were saying the restaurants were great, the food was so affordable and everything was just really, really like they just had a fabulous holiday. Um, and I, mean, I know the Tim and Fadden National Park and you know, Cesar Manrique, uh, the, the famous artist, the guy who's made the island famous as well. I suppose if you could just give people a kind of a flavour of when they go, Jordan, what you would suggest to them if you were to do a, like a week or a 10-day trip there? 
Yeah, well, I suppose you mentioned there, you know, that uh, you, you were talking to a young couple who, who really loved it. I think this summer, um, younger people came for the first time ever because it was always kind of, re- I suppose, viewed as maybe families or older people. But this year, because it was one of the few places open that was safe, I think we've de- we're down to something like 41 cases of COVID on the island at the moment, nobody in hospital. And we've had very, very, I think we've had some of the lowest figures throughout the whole pandemic. So it, it became a popular place for everybody to come to. So um, I think uh, that really is uh, is the first time that we've seen so many young people here in, in, the, in the summer months. And, you know, Tim and Faya's National Park is... Um, is uh was created by eruptions in the 1730s and it is it, it really looks like you're on the moon it's absolutely uh something quite spectacular to go and see and i really always encourage people to go and have you know have a look around the island when they're here to they have to go to timonfaya national park you know you've got to come into lanzarote you've got to see the volcanoes it's as simple as that that's one of the uh, one of the must then if you go to the El Grifo, if you want to go and look at the wineries, I mean, El Grifo is the oldest winery in the Canaries um, and it's amongst the 10 oldest in Spain. So, you know, and they show you how the wine is made and it, and and the wine tasting. So there's another another absolutely um, a must while you're here. Then down in the south, we've got the beaches of Papagayo. Um, you have to really rent a car to to get to, um, to Papagayo, but definitely well worth it. Um, there's uh, several beaches and they're down kind of, you've, you go down a dirt track and just very, very, you know, there's no sunbeds and no shade. That's the only thing that can be a little bit off-putting. You'd have to bring your own little bit of shade, but the beaches and the water is so clear. So definitely worthwhile going down there. Um, the uh, Mirador del Rio, which is up in the north of the island, Famara Beach, uh, is, which is on the west of the island, for surfing, restaurants, all over the island really, Ed, for, for restaurants. There's some fantastic places. El Golfo, which is my personal favourite, is a small little fishing village, and it's not far from Yaitza, where I actually live, and probably one of the most spectacular places to go on a Sunday afternoon, or any day for that matter, for a lovely, uh, for a lovely fish meal and fa- fantastic views. Wow, wow, wow. That sounds fantastic. I mean, they are that's the real insider track there now, Geraldine, which is what people love to hear. Um was it the what was the what was the place I went to and I loved it? Was it Cuevo de los Verdes, is it? Oh, Cueva de los Verdes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Cueva de los Verdes and the Jameas de Lagua are the the are the caves up in the north of the island, and both of those again are definitely worth um a a visit you have to you know i what i would always say to people uh, ed is if you're coming here hire a car for about two or three days yeah. you know and and that way you'll get around uh you'll get around to see all of the you know you'll get north south middle of the island go to a beach you know um you get the whole the whole kind of nine yards if you hire a car for two or three days of course, and Geraldine, I mean, it's great now, of course, we're back in a place where travel is back again. We have our EU, EU digital certs. I was lucky enough there in the last sort of month, I got to Spain, um, I was over in Barcelona, I was in Portugal, and I have to say, we had fantastic, like, again, it was quite seamless. Um, and I know for Irish people going there now, I mean, we don't, once you have your vaccination and your EU digital cert, it's all really fairly 
fairly easy to do. Um, aside, Geraldine, of course, the many delays in Dublin Airport, which we won't talk about last oh, week. God. People yeah. nearly missing flights. Can you imagine? Would you please get some more staff, Dublin Airport? Thank you very much. Anyway, yes. um, but it, it, travel has kind of now, it, it's great to see, Geraldine, like, you know, we're talking in sort of September. It's come back again, hasn't it? Like, really, I mean, in terms of people... I was chatting to Paul Hackett, the ITAA president, the new president the other day, and he was saying there's a lot of obviously last minute stuff now because of the way things have become. But, you know, we're looking at, thank God, it, it, it has become now back, and you said about numbers there, it has sort of th- normalized, thank- thankfully again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was talking to somebody who works out at RSEFA Airport, and they said on Thursday there was 30 flights came in here. So that's quite, that's no, more or less back to, uh, pre pre COVID uh, numbers, and really, during the summer it was very. Um, we had a lot of mainland Spanish and um, inter island uh, tourists, you know, coming from Gran Canaria, Tenerife for a few days, four or five days. But now it's very obviously um, probably the first will be the English, and then there's there's noticeably more Irish every week over here at the moment. Yeah, which which is fantastic. And what's it like, Jordan? I mean, the, the Aqua Suites, of course, would be very popular with the Irish. You know, a beautiful place to go for for affordable luxury. I think a lot of people would say. Um, and what, how do you, do you love running the the Aqua Suites? Is it just great? You're 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 brilliant at hospitality, of course. Well, the Aqua Suites is my baby, um, Ed. It was all built on my what I looked for when I went on holidays, you know, with two kids. Well, my girls are now 14 and 16, but up until a few years ago, I always felt slightly penalized that if we went away, we only had to go to, we could only go to a certain kind of hotel. You know, it had to be, you know, more family orientated, whereas I wanted a little bit, a little bit of luxury, you know, but yet very um, child friendly. So what we've done in Aqua Suites is the rooms, the suites all have two rooms. So there's a separate room for the kids and one for the parents. And um, the food is all a la carte. So the kids eat better. They don't eat the usual buffet, piling up plates of chips, etc. And um, during school holidays, it's all kids. But then it kind of it's very much Lanzarote, I suppose, is typically outside of school holidays. It's couples and, and retired couples. But as I said to you, there seems to be a lot more younger people coming now, younger couples that I haven't seen in so much volume as this year. So it seems to, so Aqua Suites is ideal in the school holidays if you've got kids and then it's, you know, it's it's all couples and singles outside of that. Brilliant. And of course, Jerry, I suppose you can't, we can't really mention um, Lanzarote. Of course, golf is huge here in Ireland. I mean, a brilliant island as well. Like you're spoiled for choice with beautiful golf courses there as well, aren't you? Well, we've two golf courses, um, Ed. One of them hasn't opened since uh, COVID, but it's due to open this month. So there's two courses, one one which would be less than 10 minutes drive from Aqua Suites and the other one in Costa Teguise. So they're two very good golf courses. Um, so, yeah, it's not it's probably not a golf destination, you know, um, but a lot of people come over here. And if they're here for a week, they'll play two or three rounds of golf or they'll do one in each and maybe a second one here in um, in Porto del Carmen because it's so close. Yeah, I remember we had uh, we had a few rounds at the in the in the Costa Teguisa one, and that was really really lovely. And you were, of course, by the sea, which was gorgeous as well. So it was really really nice. Um, we mentioned earlier there. I just mentioned um, C- Cesar Manrique. Um, I suppose the, he has become synonymous with the island and maybe made it famous in a way. Um, I I was saying to you earlier about the Cueva de las Verdes, again associated with him. 
Um, things like the cactus gardens, you know, 1,200 species of cactus. I remember that if you were into gardening or if you were into botany at all. Um, and you kind of venture back in time there. We mentioned Tegise, the old capital. So, I mean, and aloe vera, of course, the island is famous for that as well. Great healing properties. But he really did some amazing stuff, didn't he, with his foundation? He did, absolutely. Well, he, he died in 1992 and he would have been... Um, he would have been a hundred there last year. Was his hundred? Uh, there was a mm. lot of uh, kind of celebrations in his name for his his hundred uh, birthday. But um, he, yeah, it was very. He moved to New York in in nineteen sixty four, and he had a very, you know, and he came back here then in the um, in the late nineteen uh, sixties. Um, and he he undertook like a lot of different projects over here. His main, I suppose, his whole thing was uh, his the aesthetics of the island. He want he didn't want any um, high rise. He didn't want you know you you drive from the airport and there's none of the usual uh, street advertising. That's all down to you know his his vision of keeping the island beautifully clean without you know making it look honky tonk really I suppose is is probably the you know he mm. just has a, a completely different vision for Lanzarote which has to this day is is still what you know it's it's everybody follows that to the letter of course and and I mean another place famous for film directors and for movies you know like Valver and lots of ones I mean with the beautiful landscapes there as well and he has preserved, it's been preserved really the island. And as and, and you said, there's none of that high rise. It really is a, a most beautiful, pretty place to be and to walk around and to and to visit on holidays. Just in terms of the restaurants as well, Geraldine, they're very interesting. Your Emma's Cantina and uh, Cafe La Ola. Um, the food, of course, everyone talks about the food when they come back from Lanzarote, how brilliant it is and the, and the value for money. And it really, you really have got uh, the, the, the formula right there for, because people just seem to absolutely love the food offerings there. And I'm not absolutely. just talking potatoes, bravas, obviously. Can you tell us what's it like running, running restaurants there? Well, I suppose our restaurants are so diverse. You know, Emma's Cantina is a Mexican, so people love that for the Mexican um for the Mexican food. Then we have Sassy's, which we haven't opened yet, but we're hoping to open that next week, uh, next weekend. And that will be very international. And we just, you know, we'd always have fresh fish and um, on the menu, but there would also be meat dishes. And we, in Sassy's, we'd kind of go a little bit more towards the comfort food. You know, you'd have nice fish pie and different, you know, slightly different to um, chicken wings for starters. That would be our real uh, speciality. Then Café La Ola is very diverse. You know, there would be fantastic hamburgers, tapas, um, a great wok uh, menu of all different kinds of wok dishes. So, and Café La Ola is literally right down on the sea. The, the views from Café La Ola are fantastic. And I only got involved in that at the beginning of August. So we've now tried to couple that with uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoons, um, Friday, Saturday and Sunday afternoons, we have live saxophone player there. Wednesday and Thursday evenings, we've got an 80s band called Concrete Jungle. So we're trying to um, combine great food with, with nice entertainment as well. But then apart from my restaurants, Ed, there are just so many restaurants on the island. Really, they cater for for all tastes and, and pretty much all budgets as well. You know, food over here is definitely much more reasonable than back in Ireland. But you can eat in some very upmarket places that will cost you as much as um, 
as back in Ireland. So it really, it really depends what people are looking for, but there's something for everybody. And the likes of Famara and Del Golfo and, uh, um, are ideal places. If you, if you're into fresh fish, these would be restaurants that don't generally even have a menu. They just serve you up fish of the day on a big platter with some papas arrugadas, which are the wrinkly little potatoes and some salad and, and, you know, and that's it. Fresh fish, salad and potatoes. Well, I remember you recommended a place to me there before and you said El Golfo. I think it was a good few years ago. It was, I think it was Costa Azul or something. It was the name of the, it was a little simple blue and white spot on the beach and the fish and the seafood. And we devoured, we had a bottle of crisp Malvasia wine from, I think it was the Bordega Lageri on the island as well. And I must say it was one of those magic days. It was beautiful. And El Golfo, definitely, I, 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 what you're saying about that, I loved it. It was brilliant. Absolutely fabulous. I have to say now, Ed, El Golfo is my favourite place on the island. Mm. The drive down to it always just takes my breath away as you're driving down and the sea and the waves. And, you know, it's even more dramatic kind of in the winter time now when I say winter you know, it, it's not winter as you know, it's winter as we know. The eternal spring. 18, 20, de- <laughs> 18, 20 degrees during the day, you know, that's our winter. But it, you know, the, the days are shorter. So if you went down there around four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in January, February, you know, as the sun is just setting and you're sitting having your lunch or late lunch, early dinner, there is no place in the world that I think uh, can beat El Golfo. Really, I, I think it's my favorite place definitely on the island. Yeah, and that is a wonderful tip for people to give. And you, as you said earlier, and in that park of Tim and Faye as well, where it's, which is where it's located. So it's really an amazing location. I yeah, was it's very close well, to Tim and Faye, yeah. Yeah, I was reading recently, uh, Jerry, I mean, the, the island as well underwent some uh, like a kind of a, a gourmet renaissance. Um, I think Orlando Ortega, he's the guy there. He got a Michelin bib. Uh, Gourmand for his kind of cra- for his Canarian classics, um, you know, in in his place there in, in uh, Arrecife. So I mean, yeah, like it really it really has taken off. And um, I remember he had served up he won an award for some sweet potato ice cream, which was very inventive, but like oh amazing God. stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't tried that yet, have you? No, I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Journey, listen, it's it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Are you looking forward? Is there anything now? Um, as I said, when people are when people are heading down, now, of course, I mean, hasn't it always been um, the, the the case where people all want to go to Lanzarote just after Christmas, Journey? When everything, of course, if they could put on another thirty flights, they'd probably fill them then. But um, for the season ahead, I suppose it's kind of popular all year round, isn't it? It is. And I think we're going to have a good winter because a lot of people haven't traveled yet. And I think they're all very keen to travel. And I actually saw that um, Michael O'Leary was talking about next summer, that the price of flights may be quite high for next summer because there's going to be an awful lot of demand. So he said that there's going to be lots of good value for this winter. So I think that's going to encourage people to take a winter break. Um, it remains to be seen what will happen for, for next summer. But uh I'm expecting, and I'm very, um, I'm very upbeat and very positive. I'm expecting a really good winter season here, and I do believe that people have got a little bit more um, confident in travelling. It's like I have travelled pretty much uh, quite a lot over the last few months uh, to the UK, um, mainly and to Ireland. I was at the big event in Temple Patrick there two weeks ago, up just outside of Belfast, and everything was very, very easy. Ed, you know the whole yeah. process. People get a little bit, um, you know, a little bit stressed about the forms. If you just take a deep breath, read what they're asking you, 
just answer uh, people work themselves up about all of the paperwork now it can be a little bit daunting but if you just take it and just sit down give yourself half an hour that's all it takes that the form to fill out to come over here is it's 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 a very i would say it's a very typical spanish piece of paperwork so it's 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 actually aimed to confuse you and when people are asked where they're going we are part of las palmas so that is something that people don't know so there's a few things on the form that can you know kind of throw people but if you give yourself half an hour that's all it takes and just don't worry about the paperwork is it's not it's not rocket science it just needs to be done calmly um and everything else is very 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 easy I think the only thing I would say is the DAA need to open up more. I, I flew out with Aer Lingus from Terminal 2 and there was virtually nothing open there two weeks ago, which was terrible. I think Terminal 1 has a lot more open. Yeah, I agree with you, Geraldine. That is something that um, I think people are all kind of giving out about, actually, and really needs to be addressed because, I mean, as I said to you there, when I was flying in Portugal recently and I was in Barcelona, I mean, there was no problem. Everything was open, you know? Everything, I mean, it's, yeah. But it's the same. It's a real Irish thing, Geraldine. It's very hard to figure that out. Even when you go out here in Dublin now, um, the other night, you know, bars, it's still a lot of this queuing and, you know, bureaucracy, which you're not getting at all in other European countries. Not I at all. I won't Not even go into that. It's so frustrating. It's like everything. We make such a mountain of everything here, Geraldine, to put years yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, I can I can really understand that. But I mean, honestly, we were, we were coming through Dublin Airport, as I say, two weeks ago. And, you know, we wanted to get something to eat before we got on board because uh, our lingus aren't doing in-flight service bar, mm. coffee and uh, uh, a Kit Kat or something. So we said we'd go and have something nice to eat in the airport first. And the only thing that was available was hamburgers. And I thought, here we are in, in, in the times of a pandemic when health is meant to be, yeah. you know, top of the list and you couldn't get anything, only fried food. So I just think, you know, uh, the DAA need to do something. All the restaurants upstairs were closed. So it was only that bar and there was queues. And it was, you know, it, it's not necessary. As you say, you've been in different areas. I've been in Barcelona, been in Madrid. I was in uh, Malaga there last week. All the airports are all open and all the, the bars and restaurants are open. So the DAA need to get their finger out because, like, really, they're losing money, surely. Oh, no, absolutely. But you listen, I was, um, um, Irish Rail have still no catering open, Geraldine, any of the trains either. And, I mean, any train I was on in from Lisbon to Porto, anywhere in Barcelona, you could get food, no problem. But we've different regulations here regarding, I won't even go into it. Let's not talk no, about No, no, we we'd be here for, we'd be here forever, Ed, trying to, no. trying to figure out. Trying well, Sonny Lanzarote has everything open, which is great, to, which is great to know. Um, Jernan, that was really, really interesting. I love your tips there. And I think that's going to be wonderful for people as well. Um, just in terms of, um, booking now for people that would like to know more information just about your places there could you give us your website so that people can just get some details and, and contact you yeah it's uh Lanzarote. so it's aqua aquasweetslanzarote.com and Brilliant. my and my email address is geraldine.mcfadden at gmail.com and anybody who has any questions on anything i've talked about i'm very happy to answer answer any questions or give anybody any help or guidance if they're coming over. But my my only, I suppose my closing um, uh, advice would be, you know, come and visit us. There is nothing to be afraid of. Everything, all the protocols are in place over here. Um, we don't, we're, we're, it's a safe island to come to. And uh, the airports and, and the aircraft or the airplanes are all 
I, I think they're all um, making sure that everything is ex- extremely, extremely, extremely clean. The airports are, you know, Dublin Airport is grand. And I think everybody should be going back to traveling. Yeah, no, listen, definitely. I could completely agree with you. I'm heading off again myself now. I, I, I was saying I, I'm hoping to come down to see you there, I think, in November, which will be wonderful. Can't wait to go back to Lanzarote. And I think Fantastic. I'm doing a few days in Croatia next week. So, uh, yeah, I'm back. Travel, it's back. And I must say, um, as you said, the forms, you know, what? find out what date you were vaccinated last and things like that. And it yeah, becomes you just, quite yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, they are easy. But I, I do understand some people just get themselves really, really stressed about that. And, yeah. you know, if... And I especially, let's say the likes, my mother was here at Christmas time before, you know, all the travel ban. And there's no way she'd have managed to fill out that form, you know. So, you know, it, it, I think for the older people and then some people don't have smartphones. So there's a couple of those things, but there's always somebody who will help. But the forms are not as complicated as as people might think. And it's just, you know, just take the leap of faith and... Get, get on those planes and come out and visit us. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, we've all had the staycations, Jerry, we, you know, which are great, but it's time now. To, there's nothing as nice as different culture, food and sunshine, as you said. And I think, it, you know, people are definitely, you know, we're, we're, we're mad back traveling again, which is terrific. But listen, and we need been, you guys. We need you guys back here. We definitely do. We need you guys. So absolutely, um, and I think Ireland needs Lanzarote as well, big time. Yeah. especially after this year, Jerlyn. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I just want to mention as well that there's a very good website for anybody on Spain. It's uh, Spain info, which is terrific, and. Uh, TurismoLanzarote.com is also a very good website for all things to do with Lanzarote, which is, as Geraldine has been telling us, and what an ambassador she is, a unique island and, again, of course, eternal spring and always gorgeous weather. So, Geraldine, thank you so much. And, listen, I let you off now there to get back to the sunshine and uh, look forward (laughs) to seeing you soon. I'm off to the beach, Ed, I wish. <laughs> of course you are. El Golfo. Have a great day, Jordi. Thank you so Thank you, much. You too, All Ed. the best. Muchas gracias. Thank you.